Welcome to episode 104 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about a development with cheetahs hunting in the Kuno National Park in India, and I talk about a live kitty that was discovered in a suitcase, and luckily tragedy was prevented. We learn about two new cool pics from Africa, and about our unique looking animal of the week. So let's jump into episode 104 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 104. 104? How do I usually say that? Uh... I always say 104. Okay, we've only had four episodes this way. Anyway, five episodes this way, I guess, because 100. No. Anyway. Because you don't go 100. (laughs) 100. Oh, gosh. 100. Anyway, so we're going to say welcome to episode 104 or 104. You can choose which one you prefer. There we go. Um, I've gotten lost. (laughs) We're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super cool animals. But before we get into that, Casey... What have you been up to since last I saw you? So first, I've been still watching the World Cup. Oh, God. Yes, okay. <laughs> U.S. have been knocked out. Oh, But no. Netherlands are still in it. Okay. Ironically, they were the ones that knocked out the U.S. Ha-ha. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still watching that. Oh, apparently, uh. Pele is basically in hospice, essentially, at this point. Did you not hear about this? What? I just realized that I actually know a, a football player. <laughs> so I was like, I've heard of him before. Uh, uh, Brazil? Where is he from? Somewhere in South America. Um, he's uh, was in the hospital. And now he's home on, they don't call it hospice. They call it something else kind of care. But anyway, he's not doing well. Mm. But I was like, oh, I know a, a soccer player. Uh, Pele, I remember that name. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you didn't know that? I'm trying to remember because there was a couple. <laughs> it happened just like in the last week. Very recently, because I only thought of it because I was like, oh, uh, someone oh, I know. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to say thoughts and prayers, but good vibes to Pele, I guess. <laughs> All right. Thoughts and prayers are useless, but uh, good vibes sent to Pele. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. So World Cup, back to it. So, yeah. So it's it's funny, though, because these past two days, games have been identical. First game was a tie that went to penalty kicks. Okay. The second game... Until this next half, um, but the f- second um, was a four-one. Oh, okay. How many games do they play in a day? All right, how, I'm assuming they're different. There's like, four matches. Right. There's two a day right now. Oh, okay. That's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's all. I'm sorry. Well, at least weird. I should correct. I stopped at f- when the score was four-one. It's like, yeah, they're not catching up. <laughs> it might have gotten worse. <laughs> you could be lying right now. Uh, anyway, yeah. was that how bad the U.S. lost? No, we lost three one. It was funny though because my I was working, but my sister and my dad were watching, mm-hmm. and it was two one most of the match, so it wasn't as horrible. And U.S. actually had the possession and much more passing throughout much of the game. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't capitalize on a goal. Okay, there you yeah. go. It's exciting, I guess. It was. If you ever, if you because when the World Cup's going on, you go on Google. It'll label which matches are exciting. <laughs> And this that was one, one is of worth them. watching. Yeah. Okay. So who else is in it? A bunch of them still, right? Let's see. Brazil's still, still in it. Portugal. Um, Argentina. I literally England. almost said, oh, so South American countries. Because <laughs> Portugal is in. Europe. Anyway. I know, I know. But I was thinking Portuguese. They speak. Anyway, continue on. Um, Morocco's still in it. Okay. Qatar, are they out? They've been out. <laughs> oh, jeez. They were out after just two games how's england doing they're still in it okay uh, yeah there you go. they play who are they playing next i can't remember now eh, whatever anyway <laughs> anyways next thing is yes christmas shopping yeah about a quarter of the way done okay i hate christmas shopping so yeah, much yeah i i think i said this before there's a girl at work who and i both agree like gifts are just it, you have given me an obligation like, they can be nice at sometimes, but it's like, I don't want to just give you a gift card or money, but mm-hmm. also, like, that's the most appropriate thing to do because otherwise, nobody needs more shit. Yeah. Like, we don't need more shit. It has to be shit you can use. 
So it's like, stop. And then you want to be thoughtful about it, but something they can actually use. And I'm like, oh, this is just stress. You have handed me stress. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I was like, I'm so stressed during these times. Yes. I don't want to deal with it. I have anxiety as it is. Exactly. So anxiety <laughs> shoots through the roof. And I'm like, I don't. I, we and just, when I also have friends yeah. that also want to do Christmas gifts, I was like, can Same. please not? I had to tell them. I'm like, I'm so broke mm. right now. I'm not doing any Christmas. Like, if you buy me something, you're not getting anything this year. I'm sorry. Like, I'm doing, like, very cheap things for my immediate family. And that mm-hmm. is it. Yeah. I don't mean cheap as in, like, shittily made. I just mean inexpensive. Uh-huh. But anyway. But mostly I'm just, like, gift cards. I'm like, you know what you can't go wrong with for me right now? A Jersey Mike's gift card. <laughs> every damn day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that one's oh always useful. Goodness. But I pretty much our family is just, we're pretty much just like, you know what? Gift cards and cash are great because, you know, then I can yeah. actually use it. And also I'm like, I'm sorry, it's not exciting, but I'm going to use this cash to pay my like car insurance mm-hmm. bill. Yeah. And then like um, for Christmas Eve, my family always gets together and like they have this gift exchange game. Um, and it's like, like I'm a contemplating... white elephant type. Thing yeah. Like okay. That. Okay. And it's like, I'm contemplating even doing that because like I'm sick and tired. Those are kind of fun, but it's yeah, just challenging but... because it's like you don't know who's going to get what. And then I don't like doing gift cards. I feel like it's lazy and boring. It is. And but it's, it's like it's like 90 percent women that are doing it. Yeah. So I don't always get a great gift. Oh, just Target. Target works for everybody. <laughs> Who doesn't use Target? Well, I I remember one year I got like those chocolates with booze in them. Yeah. And they were bitching about it because the person that got them doesn't drink. Oh, yeah, that sucks. And you have to trade. Or like they couldn't That's take what's on tricky their flight if you to have... yeah. I couldn't remember. That's what's tricky because the next you year, people. Yeah, th- but then the next like the year things. for Christmas Eve, they had like bowls of those chocolates <laughs> at the party. The same person? Who I bitched about it? I have no clue. Whatever. Well, they're just a, that's just like a normal thing at the holidays, mm-hmm. so it just didn't work out for that person. Yeah. I one of my favorites ever. I have a friend who cannot smell, right? And her aunt got her of COVID or no, no, she's never had it herself. All right. My, also, my dad can't smell, but he lost it when he was a kid. Oh. Anyway, which is that great sucks. with all the COVID stuff because they're like, "Have you lost your sense of smell?" <laughs> He's like, "Well, yes." Since Again, like, 19 seventy. <laughs> no, it's like back. In, yeah, probably about the seventies. <laughs> Um, anyway, I don't remember how old he was, but, um, but yeah, he was young. So, so yeah, it's like, well, yeah. So then I started noticing some of them, their questions are any new <laughs> loss of smell or whatever mm-hmm. else. And I'm like, that's a better way of wording that because some people don't have it mm-hmm. anyway. But my friend, so people always forget that she can't smell, which I probably would too, if I didn't grow up with a dad who can't smell. But anyway, her aunt got her this whole thing of a bunch of trial size perfumes. And I was like, what? <laughs> She can't you. She's just gonna have to ask someone how she smells. Like, come on, come on, man. Yeah. Your family, you should know. Well, that. she still has them. Just tell her to give them to me. You want the perfumes? It was like Brittany. We use it with back... our cats. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Well, um, this was back in like high school, so oh, yeah, okay, it's, it's okay. A while back. <laughs> anyway, I just found it funny because I was like, <laughs> you can't smell. Right. Also, that's so just like embarrassing my friend. I don't know if I've told the story, but sorry, rabbit trailing. But she was. Uh, dog sitting mm-hmm. for someone else one day and she calls me like in a panic and she's like Allie a skunk just jumped in front of us and I don't know if we got skunked and I was like oh this is a mess because you can't bring that dog yeah. back in the house if you got skunked I was like you're gonna have to find a stranger you're gonna have to ask them if you smell she's like it was scared so I don't know if it did or not mm-hmm. and I was like you're gonna have to ask someone if you smell like skunk you're gonna have to deal with that immediately or their whole house is gonna smell oh it was so entertaining Lord, anyway continue on so Yes, the horrors of Christmas shopping. It just yeah. creates anxiety. I hate it. I, I, yeah, I hate it so much. And it's like, then my brother, who's being an ass, is not even giving us a Christmas list. It's like, he thinks it's still stupid. I agree. It's like, if I re- I'm an adult. If I really want something, I'll go out and buy it. Same. That's how we mostly And it's are. like, you are not making my life easy because I'm buying shit for everyone else. I have to buy shit for you. Right, And my dad's also horrible. One time I got him a wallet for Christmas. He never used it. Gave it to me about a year later. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's awful. Well, also, I try to do, and I always forget about it till late, and I should think about it earlier in the year and be like, okay, I need something that's like $30 or under that I can mm-hmm. put on lists for people. Because usually for my parents, I put something that's like one item that's more expensive and then like a couple like cheaper things. Because it's nice to have a surprise. Yeah. You're like, these are the five things I put on the list. Which two are you getting me, you know? So I like to try to do that, but I just forgot about it this year. And I forget what really sad, pathetic thing I put on there. I was like, this is a thing that I need, and it's like 30 <laughs> One of the things I put was a blanket. Because <laughs> mine's falling apart. You only have one blanket? 
That blows my mind. Do you know how many blankets I have? No, like, I'm so super sensitive. Like, it needs to be the right temperature or else I can't fall asleep. No, oh. it's still freezing. <laughs> and so it gets too warm with me. And then I have to have the fan blowing on me. Well, then you just do the, you know, the self-regulation of putting, no. like, an arm or a leg mm-hmm. out. I can't have just one arm or leg out. Or what is I'm... wrong with you? That's how everybody does it. <laughs> I can't. Is it because you can't have it hanging off the bed because the monsters are going to get it? Or you just can't have it out? No, I can't have it out because then I need the other foot to also feel like what? it is out. Or else I go insane. You're blowing my mind right now. This is how everybody self-regulates their temperature. This is lit- So when they make that comparison on the tram, it makes no sense to you. Yeah. When they're talking about the like do-up thing yeah. with them, you're just like, this makes no, I don't know what that is. Really? Well, I could, but it just has to be both feet. No, but that's not the same thing. It, yeah, the whole that's point how is I have that you're to do putting it. one or another out. Because, like, I do it all the time, Casey. Also, as an adult, I still hang my limbs off the edge, and I'm like, well, hopefully the monster doesn't get me. <laughs> I don't know how you survive, Casey. Well, then you need to have multiple blankets so that you have different, yeah. like, thicknesses. That I used to, and it's like, okay, I'll have these two. It's very cold nights. So I'll have two for tonight, but then I'll take one off. This blows my mind. I don't know how. Well, maybe you just need to have one folded up next to your bed, like a lighter one. Yeah. And then you can just cross that on if you need to. Mm-hmm. I have some. I used to always say there's no there's no such thing as too many blankets, but at this point, I now have too many blankets. I have like nowhere yeah. to put them. But you know, it's another great gift that I would say works for almost anyone, especially what? when it's this time of year. It's like alpaca socks, like the socks made. I've up. never tried that. Is it really soft? It's it helps keep my feet warm. Well, and I'm I sure they're them. warm, but, like, I hate wool. I cannot stand wool. Really? Wool is sent by the devil. It's so scratchy and awful. I think they're soft. I hate them yeah. so much. Everything wool I've ever tried is just, like, awful. Mm. I hate it. Interesting. But, like, fleece is really nice. Obviously, that's not coming from... <laughs> anyway. I I've do never... like fleece. Another reason I like fleece is because at work we don't have a dryer, so I have to hang dry everything, and yeah. fleece is always dry. Oh, <laughs> So I don't have to bring it in at night and drape it over an X-Pen. Well, interesting. Okay. I mean, I've never tried alpaca socks, so I don't know. Maybe they're nice. I like them. And, like, I'm very sensitive with my feet. Like, I will fidget with my shoes and socks for, like, 15 minutes before I go out if, like, there's the tiniest little thing. I'm just learning so much about you today. (laughs) I still cannot believe that you cannot do that. I can't. your life must be so difficult. It I don't is. understand it how is. you can. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that just blows my mind. So you can stick both your feet out though at the same yes. time. Yes. So you basically have to cut yourself off at the ankles. Mm-hmm. So like a little bit is out there. Yeah. Oh my, I don't. I just this blows my mind. I don't know how you do this. Okay. Well, anyway, I have a million blankets. Do you need blankets? Because I have a million. Because <laughs> I, I have some that I usually keep in my car. People make fun of me for all my preparedness of things. And then I'm like, who's laughing now? Because who's warm at this beach or at this show or wherever? Because I have three blankets. Because when I go see a show outside, there's a blanket on the ground. There's a blanket over my, like, top part of my bite. And there's a blanket over my legs. Always at least three. Maybe I bring four. And different thicknesses. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm like, and you can sit there and laugh. And who's freezing their butt off right now? Mm-hmm, I think it's you. Anyway. So, okay. That's crazy. Well, we both agree just causes anxiety, and I don't like it. I guess mm-hmm. if I was really wealthy, it wouldn't be as Which big a deal. Which is another reason, like, it's one of the few reasons that I'm happy to be single. It's not by, I, dude, I think the same thing. I'm like, oh, my God, if you're in a relationship, you have to get anniversary gifts and birthday gifts and holiday gifts. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, the stress of getting something right, I'm like, I get one of those a year. One year, where one day a year where I have to mm-hmm. be really creative and come up with this stuff. Because, again, adults just buy what they need. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what do you need? Please, and everybody, please give me a list. Because if you don't give me a list, you're getting nothing or you're getting a gift card. Like, the only gifts, like, give me, like, a romantic letter or sugar-free chocolates. (laughs) Or some plants that I like. The only plants I like are succulents and predatory plants. I'd rather go somewhere, though. Yeah. Like, I'd rather do that than, like, things. Mm -hmm. Also, because I have way too many things. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Unless it's something I can, like, actually really use. Please don't. But it's just so stressful. And I'd also, can we just, while we're at it, I hate greeting cards. What a Is waste. that even still a thing? Yes. And sometimes I feel obligated to do it because I don't know what else to get them. Like, I don't have anything else to get them. You want to be able to mail them something. So I'm like, I'm dropping eight bucks for a card you are going to throw out. 
Oh yeah, I hate like birthday cards because all like, of them. I hate them. I get them. I was like, oh, thank you, sentimental. It stands on my counter for like a week. Yeah, and then it's gone. Out of no. guilt, and then it's gone. My I sisters keep... are all completely different. My sister saves all of her birthday cards. No way. I've no. kept a couple from like you know miles. And I hate the sentimental crap ones. Oh my god, I hate. I so much. give me a funny birthday card. Yeah, it no. will stay for a while. It takes me I need a to while go to get through picking cards for people because I'm like, oh my god, no. Oh mm-hmm. my god, no. Oh my god. And if I gave them to certain people in my family, they'd be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Some people probably be like, oh, that's so sweet, and be like, no, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't who. And also, I'm like, who's getting paid for this? This is ridiculous. Anyway, but you, like, drop, like, eight bucks on a card, and then it's just going to be thrown away. Mm -hmm. It's not useful in any way. I'm like, I could have just given you eight dollars. That would have been more useful to you. You could have gotten a meal or, like, a couple things, a Starbucks or something. A meal for eight bucks? Like, fast food. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fast food. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Yeah, probably But I hate them. I'm like, it's just, like, a way to make money for these companies that's not environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. Ugh, anyway, and it's so frustrating when you have people who don't like anything, like my grandma. It's like, I'll buy her flowers, and I hate buying flowers, because I'm like, they're just going to die. And it's just, it's not really very nice mm-hmm. to the environment, and like, occasionally whatever, but I'm like, but I don't know what else to get you, because you don't have any, like, Get a second, then at least it'll take a while to die. <laughs> Dude, you know how we kill plants in this house. <laughs> I know, but the fact you, like, I don't have a green thumb, but I can keep a succulent alive. I can't keep an air plant alive, Casey, we've been through this. <laughs> She can keep them alive longer than I can. Okay. But they're still, they don't make it. Mm-hmm. Get a pet rock. That's not a good gift. Yes, it is. No. It's funny. Oh, my God. So now I know what to get you. Can a I pet just go, rock. I just go get a rock and paint it myself. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, Let's move on. <laughs> this is craziness. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We have gone so off the rails here. Okay. Was that it with the Christmas shopping? Yeah, but my apparently my sister was asking. It's like, if you're home, I might have a gift arriving that you have to sign for oh my lord (laughs) okay Uh, but yeah that i hate christmas shopping i hate it too i hate it too anyway um i have started doing scratchers because i'm like at least now i'm spending two dollars and maybe you'll win like ten (laughs) dollars um so anyway so update uh have a bed tiger lily is no longer afraid of the bed so now she can be sitting on the part that i move and she's still okay so that's exciting however um uh hate life and the the headboard is definitely not gonna work my dad is out here and we have tried fixing it and it was as it was it was secure on there it's just the thing moves too much so it's like i'm like this cat is not a graceful cat she's gonna jump on this thing it's gonna move and then she's gonna fall either on my head or fall down to the boxes below and like hurt herself or knock the like cables out of the wall like this is not gonna work so all that work now the headboard's still not gonna work and now i have to like go find buy like a shelf that she can like jump to to get to the windowsill but it can't get in the way of my bed when it goes up and down it's just a nightmare i'm just trying to make it so this cat can get to this windowsill is just ridiculous <laughs> also the effort you have now seen the two giant bureaus in my room mm-hmm. and the bed. Yeah. So it is not easy to get down there and work on either side of that bed. <sighs> and my dad and I are down there trying to do it. And he thought I was going to like kill him doing all this stuff. It was very challenging. Mm. And now he's saying he's basically never coming back here because every time he comes, I make him work so hard. <laughs> anyway. And then he was like, we spent two days on that. And now it's not even having to use it. I'm like, yeah, no. Because it's too flimsy and the cat's going to fall. <sighs> anyway. Um, so that's me in the butt. I'm not excited about that. But in sad news, but also now I know something news, Noodle died, if you did not already hear. And so I'm assuming a no-bones day is when he picks him up and he just falls over. Yeah. So then if it's a bones day, it's when he walks mm-hmm. or stands. Stands up. Yeah. yeah, okay. So anyway, so it's it was a no-bones day yeah, It's a for If he got cremated, it's a forever no-bones. <laughs> That's not good. I know. <laughs> but treat yourself every day, people. Anyway, so he was a cute guy. Yeah. But every time I see him, too, and just all pugs and bulldogs, and there's all these bulldog videos, too, and we're just like, you shouldn't exist. Yes. I'm like, you're so cute, but you shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. I just think it's animal cruelty at this mm-hmm. point to continue breeding you guys. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so yes. So R.I.P. Noodle. There we go. All right. So let's get into our story since we went so off the rails. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Tell us, Casey, what you want to talk about today. All right. Cheetah Asha kills Nilgai calf at Kuno National Park. Okay, what is a Nilgai? It's an antelope okay, in Asia. I, okay. So basically... I'll look that up while you tell a story. Okay, go ahead. So the background of this is Cheetah Conservation Fund 
What they're doing right now is they have had cheetahs in Namibia, and they have been transferred over to India to reintroduce cheetahs back into India. Okay. So that's why they're there. There's eight there. Uh, so far at this point, they've only been catching cheetal. And right now they're living in Bomas, and that's what they've Did been... you say cheetal? Yes. What is cheetal? Google it. <laughs> wow, rude. You're Googling new gal. I know. These are cool looking. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that's what... It's a smaller prey item, and they're very common. That's what's been stocked in their Bomas at this point, which is their small enclosures that they're being kept in until oh, they're... Oh, they're so cute. Yep. Okay. So, this cheetah, it's first time they've seen them expanding into um, a larger prey item than just the cheetah that they've been feeding on. So yeah, it that shown... looks pretty big. Yeah. So, it could symbolize that they some of them were hunting in unison, or oh. they're also just getting bolder, more comfortable with their new surroundings, which is going to be important because cheetahs are scaredy cats. Yeah, of course. You know this. So... That's some good improvements and shows some signs that they're getting closer towards eventual release. That's a really, I'm just looking at the weight of these things. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy ass animal for yeah. a cheetah to be going after. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. 240 to 635 pounds for mm-hmm. a male? Yep. Even a female's at least 300 probably. Mm-hmm. For a cheetah? Yeah. Mind blown. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that was basically the gist of it. Um, so now um, that they've confirmed that a, one of the cheetahs has been able to do that, they Obviously may start. Because that's, yeah. Exactly. That they may start stalking their um, bomas with this species as well in order to get them more acclimated to more regularly hunting them. This really sucks for the, the male guy. Yeah. Also, so are the cheetahs going to run into tigers? Because that's not going to go well. There was another article about that. <laughs> I don't think where they're going to be released, there are tigers. Okay, that's good. Because yeah. a tiger and a cheetah, that's not no. even a thats not a fair fight. No. <laughs> well, cheetahs don't have any fair fights. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. But they're going to do better against a vulture than a, t- a tiger. Yeah. I mean, like, a cheetah's got to be against, like, a bobcat if it's going to have any chance. <laughs> it can't go against any of the bigger cats. Honestly, I think it'd lose to a bobcat. Probably, probably, because they're pretty, they're pretty vicious. A uh, black-footed cat might be able to take on mm-hmm. Gina. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, oh my goodness. okay. Well, that's sad, but also good, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even a calf has got to be pretty good size. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah. big old thing. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's crazy, dude. All right. Well, was that it on the? Yes, it's her? a very short article. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, same. Okay, so keeping the spirit of cats. Because the cheetah is a cat. Okay, so the the title of this article is Cats Out of the Bag. <laughs> X-ray shows live cat trapped in checked luggage at JFK Airport. You saw the story when it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, there's no way you didn't see this. Okay, so anyway, so if you haven't heard of the story already, a TSA agent in New York City spotted a live feline trapped inside a checked luggage at john f kennedy international airport but safely got the cat out of the bag authorities said tuesday this is from like a week and a half ago anyway um so the orange tabby's brush with potential tragedy happened on november 16th when the bag was checked from jfk to atlanta for a connecting flight to melbourne orlando international airport in florida um officials said the cat did not belong to the individual with the suitcase it belonged to someone else in the household tsa spokeswoman lisa Farbstein told um Farbstein probably told NBC News. Also, that's just such a weird answer for someone to have a cat there. She gets like, it's not mine. It's my wife's. It's my daughter's. It's my son's. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless I guess they're roommates, maybe. It's weird. Anyway, so the flak luggage was taken aside and the cat rescued before the tabby could have ended up in the pressurized cargo hold. It was implied, they put was implied in quotations, I'm not sure why, <laughs> that the furball saw the open suitcase and jumped in without the traveler seeing it, Farbstein added. Um, as almost any cat parent can attest, open suitcases are inviting targets for loving felines, 100%. Anyway, the point is, this cat was in a bag. Luckily, a TSA agent spotted it, and then they took the cat. The guy had to go home, put the cat home, and then go back to the airport. But anyway, so always the lesson is always double check your suitcases to make sure your cat did not jump or you somebody else's cat in your house apparently did not jump inside the Zedku suitcase because they'll do that. So there you go. It's a short article as well. 
All right, and that's going to bring us to our picks, and they are not cats. And mm. I chose – it's kind of an, an excuse to get animals I wanted to talk about. Let's be real. So I chose the favorite animals found in the African Plains or African Forest exhibit at the Wild Animal Park. So, Casey, who did you choose? I went with the black rhino. Okay, for Eric. Yes. Oh, Eric. Where is he now? Africa. Dallas? Oh, that's right. Aria's there. Okay. I think one other one, maybe? Somebody went to Dallas or somewhere in Texas. Oh, wait. He probably went to Dallas. I, th- I don't know. He Not might... Eric, but the other. Oh, Jesus. What are you kicking? Okay. Oh, dear. All right. Great. <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. Eric is. I forgot he's in Africa. I think he's in Kenya. He's a jet setter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, sorry. Eric was one of our black rhinos. Yep. So, tell us about the black rhino. Yes. So, their scientific name is Diceros bicornis. At the safari park, the subspecies there is the eastern black rhinoceros, whose scientific name is Diceros bicornis michaeli. Okay. They were once a widely distributed species. The black rhino now uh, was once found across most of Africa, from the southern region of North Africa down to South Africa, but has since been reduced to the southern half of the continent. The eastern black rhino is primarily restricted to just Kenya and Tanzania. This species can be found in a few types of habitats, including arid savannas, woodlands, forests, and wetlands. In the wild, they can live between 30 and 35 years, but in captivity, they have been known to live over 45 years. Hmm. They are the smaller of the two African species of rhino. They measure at 1.3 to 1.8 meters tall, about 3 to 3.8 meters long, and weigh anywhere from 790 to 1,360 kilograms. I was about to try to pull out my thing, and I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) And I'm like, I can't be as long as a rhino. Okay, there we go. One of the ways that the black rhino differs from the white rhino, aside from its size, is its diet. White rhinos are in fact grazers and feed on grass, but the black rhino is a browser, meaning it will feed on the branches of leaf pla- leafy plants as well as plant shoots. Because of this, the black ri- and white rhinos can be distinguished by their lips. White rhinos have a wide, flat lip, while the black rhino is curved and more hook-shaped, so it can easily grasp onto branches of the plants it likes to feed on. It's cute watching the meat, I think. It is. This is one reason why black and white rhinos can live in the same area because they don't really compete for resources because they need different food sources in order to survive. As mentioned earlier, the generic name of this species is Diceros, which comes from the Greek words dio meaning to and keratos meaning horn, and of course is a reference to the fact that this species has two horns. Yeah. The black rhinoceros actually grows the longest horn of the rhino species, and the front horn can reach 1.2 meters in length, but usually are average around 50 centimeters. That's really, really long. Okay, let's see what the average is. Yep. Okay, the average is normal. Mm -hmm. That's not crazy. But two meters? No. 1.2 meters. That's insane, because that's almost almost six feet. I mean, it's not almost. It's like probably four-ish feet. Mm Mm-hmm. But still, that's crazy. That's how would you have a horn that big? How okay? How many? One point two meters. It's one hundred twenty centimeters. Thank you. Okay, but I'm too far. I can read. I promise. There we are. There it is. How? How, folks? That is forty, almost four feet. Almost four feet. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Okay, yep. continue. I'm horrified by that, by the way. And this horn is made up of keratin, which is the same protein that is found in your hair and fingernails. Another characteristic that sets them apart from the white rhino is their behavior, because white rhinos are very social and form herds called crashes, while the black rhino is a territorial solitary species that only comes together to mate. But they are occasionally semi-social and less territorial, depending on if they live in a habitat with more resources. Even though the rhino has a thick hide, it actually is very sensitive because the blood vessels are pretty close to the surface of the skin and can be scarred pretty easily. This also means that sun exposure can be a threat to them, so to cope with this, they will roll around in mud or dirt as a natural sunscreen and to act as insect protection. Because they also are often found in very dry environments, prone to seasonal droughts, they can go up to five days without drinking water, and they can accomplish this by getting the moisture they need by eating succulents, which are plants that are great at storing water. Hmm. 
Unfortunately, the Black Rhino is also well known for its endangered status and is currently listed as critically endangered by the IUCN Red List, but there has been an increase in their population over the years. The biggest threat to the species is poaching for their horn for traditional Chinese medicine, and between 1960 and 1995, their population dropped by 98% down to less than 2,500 rhinos. Wow. Thankfully, lots of efforts have been put into saving species, and they have made a great comeback to a population of over 5,500 today, but they are still under threat from poaching and loss of safe habitat. Okay. Sorry. I thought there was going to be more than that. Nope. <laughs> so I was waiting. Okay. Sorry. Yes. They are very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Come check them out. We have some at the at the park, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I chose the, I say it, Gemsbach. Casey says Hemsbach. Um, and it also has another name, <clears throat> excuse me, which I hope you put on here, but it doesn't look like you did. So nope. that's exciting. Do you remember it? It's something Oryx. South African Oryx? No, that's not right. Sometimes they're called an African Oryx, <clears throat> but there's several <laughs> Oryx in Africa. There's a lot of, it has a couple different names, but I go with Gemsbach because that's what I like. And they're just very beautiful. So their um, scientific name is amazing. It's Oryx Gazella. I love that. Okay, the Gemsbach is native to the southern portion of Africa in countries like Namibia, Botswana, parts of Zimbabwe, and South Africa. The other name is South African Oryx, by the way. I was right. Yeah. Go me. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, they live in more arid habitats like savannas, deserts, and dry plains. In the wild, they can live 18 to 20 years, but in managed care, they can live into their 20s. The Gemsbach is the largest of the four Oryx species. Can you say what the four Oryx species are, by the way? Hemsbach, Arabian Oryx, Scimitar Horned Oryx, and... He's going to figure that out while I continue. Fringe. <laughs> Fringeared Oryx? Yeah. Aren't those wildebeest? No. What's a fringeared Oryx? Or am, I, am I thinking of Oryx? I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, go look that up while I continue. (laughs) Anyway, so they are 115 to 125 centimeters tall at the shoulder. They are 180 to 195 centimeters long. They display some sexual dimorphism. Females weigh between 180 to 225. Excuse me. 180 to 225 kilograms. And males weigh between 180 to 240 kilograms. Their horns can range from 60 to 150 centimeters long, but the females are usually shorter and narrower than the males. I believe okay. we just checked 150. No, that was 120. So 150 is, oh boy, it's a lot. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's not, my. it's bigger than my it's wingspan. almost a me. It's about five feet. It's about five feet. I can't do it. That's so long. Oh By gosh. the way. Mm-hmm. The four oryx are the Arabian oryx, scimitar-horned oryx, East African oryx, and then there the hemsbach. Okay, there we go. East African, so we didn't know. Okay, so moving right along. They have crazy long horns. There you go. Um, <laughs> so uh, the reason for both sexes having horns is because they live in an environment with limited resources. So there is more competition between individuals for things like food and water and to defend themselves against predators. That's why they have both have the horns. Just like all the oryx species, these guys are herbivores, and they will feed on a variety of plants like grasses, roots, with melons and Wild cucumbers. Melons. Wild melons and cucumbers. That makes them sound so fancy. Mm. Anyway, I just imagine them with like a little like cucumber melony type drink. If you have ever seen a wild cucumber, you know it does. It's not appetizing. Okay. It's like a little ball of spikes. Oh, lovely! <laughs> but like they'll have like little melons. <laughs> And then who are the ones who had, was it the European hamster that had its, like, bathroom and its, mm-hmm. like, food storage? Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. fancy. Anyway, okay, sorry. Back to them. Okay, so. Mm, where am I? There we are. Okay. They tend to be more of grazers, but will adopt a diet more like that of a browser when there's limited grass available. They are a social species and are often found in herds numbering in um, from 10 to 50 individuals in a group which tend to be mixed of both sexes. There is usually a dominant male, sometimes with a few dominant non-dominant males, and the rest of the herd is made up of females and their offspring. The Gemsbach are known as hiders for their maternal strategy, meaning that a pregnant female will leave the herd and give birth and the calf will remain hidden in the general vicinity, and the mother will regularly return to nurse. Is that the same thing as tucking? Yeah. Okay, hiding and tucking is better. I like the term tucking better. I don't know why. 
It just sounds cuter. Tuckers. Because <laughs> they're tuckers. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Oh. What? Tuckers. No, I work with a bird named Tucker. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So the calves are weaned by around four months of age, at which point males will disperse and the females will join the herd. As a species that lives in a very dry environment, the Gemsbok can go extended periods of time without drinking water and can get much of the fluids they need from plants they eat, like wild melons and succulents. If by the time they do need to drink water and no fresh water is available, this is still not a problem because they have evolved kidneys that allow the Gemsbok to filter brackish water to hydrate themselves. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, good job, but gross. Mm. Similar to some other oryx species, the Gemsbok has to deal with incredibly hot temperatures, so their body temperature can rise from 35 degrees Celsius to 45 degrees Celsius. Can you go look up that conversion? Oh, my God. <laughs> For mm. several hours so they don't lose water due to sweating, then expel that heat by letting it radiate out of their body when temperature goes down. Found it yet? No. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the Gemsbok. You said thir- yeah, 35. 35 to 45. 35 is 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. 45 is 113 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, ouch. That's real hot. Okay. So, the Gemsbok holds the distinction of being the only orc species not currently listed as a threatened species. Ooh, that's good. Too far. (laughs) It is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List, and their populations are currently stable. In the past, it did experience significant declines due to humans encroaching on their habitat, but within the last couple of decades, there has been a reintroduction of Gensbach onto private and protected land. In some regions, though, it is mainly restricted to protected areas, such as such as the case in southwestern Botswana, where outside these areas, it is only found where there are no cattle that compete with them for resources. And because of their massive horns, these animals are often targeted by poachers and trophy hunters. Fuck trophy hunters. Anyway. It pisses me off because a lot of times I'm looking for pictures of these animals. That's what you And get. that's what comes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'd like to go shoot that person. Anyway, so there you go. Can that, can that be a thing? Can we hunt the trophy hunters? That was actually like, not like in a vengeful way, but like <laughs> um, a book I had to read when I was like high school, I think. Yeah. Called The Ultimate Game or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's like this hunter who had like hunted everything and like brought this guy in to like tour his place and then it's like then at the end of it he's hunting the guy that he brought to show off because that's like man's the ultimate game that he's hunting right so dumb though makes me so angry all right so that's gonna bring us though from our favorite animals found in the african plains or african forest exhibit at the wild animal park Mm -hmm. to our animal of the week yes and our animal of the week this week is the aardvark. The aardvark. They're so cool looking. Mm-hmm. Tell us about them. Yes. So these guys are in the order Tubula dentata. <laughs> okay. That's an order? Yeah. Tubula dentata? Yeah. That is ridiculous. Okay. Go with it. And they're in the family or Oricerto. Yeah. Struggling? Yes. Are we struggling? Oricteropodidae. I've already forgotten their first thing. Tubitahara. Tubula dentata. It's ridiculous. Okay, continue on. And their scientific name is Oryctherapus afer. Everything about them is ridiculous so yeah. far with their names. <laughs> they have a large distribution and are found throughout most of sub-Saharan Africa. The aardvark can be found in a variety of habitats like forests, savannas, shrubland, and grasslands. They have been known to live into their 20s. Their head and body length is 109 to 130 centimeters long, and they have a tail that measures in around 53 to 66 centimeters, and they can weigh from 50 to 80 kilograms. These animals are myrmecophagus. Allie, do you remember what that is? Yes, they eat ants and stuff. Yes, ants and termites. Woohoo! Mostly termites, but they will eat ants as well. Okay. The aardvark is among the most evolutionarily distinct mammals alive today, as it is the only member of its entire order. It does have several fossil relatives, but in modern times, it has no close relatives. It is in the group of mammals called Afrotheria, which are called that because they are either currently living in or have an African origin. So despite their similar diet and somewhat similar appearance, they have no relationship to anteaters, and its closest living relatives are the elephant trues, tenrecs, and golden moles. Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they are also kind of just odd-looking animal altogether. They have a short neck, mostly hairless, 
have an arched back, disproportionate legs with hind legs longer than the front ones, and an elongated snout and the nostrils that can be sealed. The name aardvark actually comes from an Afrikaan word that means earth pig. And no, it is not related to pigs, but the name is fitting because of these guys' digging habits. They have short but very strong forelimbs with large sharp claws that are excellent for digging. They are such excellent diggers that they can dig nearly a meter into the ground in just 15 seconds. What? Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And once you consider their digging lifestyle, the aardvark's peculiar body plan actually starts to make a lot more sense. They have the ability to seal their nostrils in order to prevent dirt from going into their nose. This is also why they tend to have more hair at the end of their snout. Hmm. The short forelimbs with blunt claws are excellent for digging their burrows, and they will dig new burrows quite often as they travel in order to stay hidden from predators while they are resting. When they are sleeping, they will block the entrance to their burrow, leaving just a small opening at the top, and they will curl into a ball to sleep. Aww. This actually makes them a keystone species, specifically ecosystem engineers, because they will leave these burrows abandoned, as they travel, and many animals in the savanna will take refuge in them after the aardvark is gone. Aww. Do they block it with their butt like wombats? No, they dig. Oh, okay. An earth pile. Not like... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. The enlarged ears they have help them to listen for movements of insects in the ground like ants and termites. And their elongated snout gives them an excellent sense of smell to help them locate where the food is hidden. And that elongated head also contains a 30 centimeter long tongue that they will use to lick up all of those ants or termites. <laughs> 12 inches. Yep. 12 inches. Fish. Yep. Not quite. This species is nocturnal as well, so their great sense of hearing and smell help them to navigate in the darkness of night. But even though they are nocturnal, they still come out during the day to catch some sun rays. Aww, bark sunning themselves. How yep. cute. Another purpose those large ears have is for thermoregulation as they provide a large surface area and that helps them to dissipate excess body heat and cool down. Not much is known about these animals' reproduction due to the fact that they are solitary and nocturnal and spend most of their time underground. But we do know that these animals usually only get together to mate, after which the female is left on her own to care for her lone offspring. And she will give birth to just a single cub and after seven, a seven-month gestation period. And the cub nurses for about three months, then is off on their own by six months of age. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. How long do they live again? Uh, they can live into their 20s. Okay. Wow, that's get kicked out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. The aardvark is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. Even though they are fairly common species, in some regions they have been experiencing declines largely due to loss of habitat, due to agricultural developments, and they are having to deal with a decline in prey due to indiscriminate use of pesticides. Aww. That is the aardvark. They're so cool looking. Mm -hmm. I just, they're such a weird, I feel like they should be in Australia because they're weird looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they kind of look a little bit like a kangaroo with those yeah. giant ears and then just so strange. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think you can get this one, Casey. All right, are you ready? Okay. What do you call a three foot long aardvark? Three foot long aardvark? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Oh my gosh, why? I don't know. A yardvark. <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> I use metrics, so that's why. <laughs> oh, I oh love it goodness. so much. It makes me so happy. I saw it when oh, I was like, it's God. too easy, but I love it. A yard bark. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. That's going to bring us to our challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, it is Casey's turn <laughs> to challenge. I don't like that laugh. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. So I have a double feature. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> because it was recently... International Cheetah Day and World Kawadi Day. So okay. I'm quizzing you on both. Hopefully. Okay. Mm -hmm, There's 10 mm -hmm. questions in all. I will give you 10 minutes. Okay. So we'll see how you do. Okay. Hang on. I'm just writing that down yep. really quick. So yep. cheetahs and kawadis. Yes. That sounds like it should be a buddy comedy. Yep. It, World Kawadi Day was on December 3rd and International Cheetah Day is December 4th. Oh, okay. They are right next to each other. All right. Great. So I don't know how this is going to go. We're going to see. Yep. Let's do it. Alrighty, are you ready? As ready as I'm gonna be. Okay, how many species of kawadi are there? <sighs> I thought it was only two. Do I have to say what they are? No. Okay, I'm saying Just, two. That is not correct. Dang it. Okay. 
I still have a bonus for naming all the species. Well, it was the Western Mountain Quaddy mm-hmm. and another Quaddy. <laughs> Because that's not the one we talked about, so I don't remember what they are. Which you would think I'd know because they probably have that one at the park. Mm-hmm. Well, the zoo now because they keep stealing our animals. And I'm trying to remember the sign, and I don't remember what it is. So we'll continue on. All right. True or false, cheetahs are Africa's most endangered big cat. You know, I should know that. Um, but also they can't roar. so I'm they? not using that specific Okay, definition. okay. <laughs> they're not... They're not roars. Are they the most endangered big cat, or would it be? I feel like a leopard might be more endangered. I'll say I'll say true. That is correct. Yay. The kawadi is actually the plural form of the name. What do you call an individual? Yes. And which sex is usually spotted alone? Oh, shit. <sighs> I don't remember. That was literally the first animal we did yep. ever. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say the female. That is not correct. Okay, great. But you got half credit. Okay. (laughs) Who was the cheetah researcher that founded the Cheetah Conservation Fund and designated December 4th as International Cheetah Day? I don't know. I'm sure I've heard the name before, but it's not something I hear enough to know. Mm -hmm. Moving on. This is not going well. Is this going to be worse than your 12 points out of 100? I don't know. (laughs) All right. What family does the Kawadi belong to? Oh, no. Oh, no. We did this recently. Yes, we did. Shoot. I'm never going to get it. No, I don't. I'm not going to be able to name a family. If I heard options, I could probably pick it, but I'm not going to be able to just do it on my own. All right. So next question. Yeah. Cheetahs are the only big cat to make what unique sound? I feel like that's going to be the chirping. That is correct. There you go. Okay, this one's just for me to be a troll. Lovely. <laughs> what are the names of the two Kawadi I work with? Oh, no. You've talked about so many animals. I don't think these are the Disney ones. No, they are not. Um, That's our Opie's. You have said them. Mm-hmm. Were they the... Are they the Pokemon? No. Oh, okay. I don't know then. I don't remember. <laughs> I know you said them, but I don't remember. <laughs> We're going through this so quickly. I you? know, well, because I'm not good at it. <laughs> okay. Why do cheetah cubs have the light-colored mantle of fur on their back and neck? Well, I feel like it's for two reasons. Mm-hmm. To blend in with the grass a little bit more, and mm-hmm. then also if it gives you a little bit of, you know, stuff so if someone tries to bite you, you have a little bit of hair there. All right. I'll give you for the first part. Okay. <laughs> there is a second reason I'll get into that later. Okay, okay. All right. What is a group of kawadi called? I don't remember having a name. I'm going to say Kawadi. <laughs> no, like, not the animal. Like, like you know how with it, like, crash or. I don't remember. A conspiracy of Kawadi. <laughs> I don't. A conspiracy of Kawadi. I don't know. <laughs> that is not it. Okay, great. I hope, I hope there's something called a conspiracy. There has to be. <laughs> okay. Now, the final question. Yeah. And you have six minutes. <laughs> Name five adaptations that help cheetahs achieve title as fastest land mammal on Earth. Okay. Well, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. So their nails don't fully retract. So that works as little cleats for That's them. One. Their tail's really long, so they can use it as a rudder. That's two. They have their... I don't think that helps the fast. That just helps them not be blinded by the sun. That does count. <laughs> okay. The blackness on their eye. The blackness on their eyes. Their little, like, football thingies. Tear marks. Mailer yeah. Stripes. So we'll go with that. And then um, they have... Um, their nostrils are larger. Yep, so larger they can sinuses. Get more, they can get more air in there. And then, is that four? That's four. I am. That's one more I have to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, something about their lung capacity, I think, or their heart. I don't know. What is it? I mean, they're also just slender and long so that they can, like, have a big ass stride. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know what I would choose as the last thing. I mean, they're so long and skinnies. Mm-hmm. It gives them a nice stride. I think I should just give you that one. Okay, great. Because <laughs> technically it was long, slender legs. So <laughs> okay, great. I think that counts. <laughs> yeah, so you got that one. All right, so let's see what you got. Not. It was not great. No. How many points were available? It was 10 points possible each, so out of 100. Okay, well, then I got more okay. than 12. Um, <laughs> it's probably like 20. Yeah. <clears throat> You got 45. 
I mean, not great. All right. Go through the answers. Okay. First one, how many species of Kawadi are there? There are four. I fail. Yes. And the bonus, name the all species. Yeah. They're South American, which is what I work with, and mm-hmm. that's also what's at the zoo. There's the white nose. Mm, okay. That's what your family has over in Arizona. <laughs> the Western Mountain Kawadi. I love you said that, and I was like, we do not have a Kawadi. You just mean that they <laughs> exist in Arizona. Okay. I was like, I think I would know if we had a Kawadi at that house. That'd be freaking amazing. Anyway. And the Eastern Mountain Kawadi. Okay, okay. All right. True or false, cheetahs are Africa's most endangered big cat. That is true. There is less than 7,500. Aw. <laughs> the Kawadi is actually the plural form, and... You got this half right. The name for a single Kwadi is Kwadamundi. Mm-hmm. It's typically the males because it's the females form groups okay. of them and their offspring. Okay. Now, who was the cheetah researcher that found the Cheetah Conservation Fund and designated December 4th as International Cheetah Day? It is Dr. Lori Marker. Yeah, I wasn't going to yep. remember that. And just as a little fun fact, um, the a December 4th was in remembrance of a, a cheetah named Kayam. Um, that achieved rays from a cub at the Wildlife Safari. Where's the Wildlife Safari? Somewhere in Oregon. In oh, okay. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know That's that. That's a weird name. <laughs> okay, anyway, continuing on. It's a world-renowned facility. <laughs> so anyway, so what family does the Kawadi belong though, to? That is Procyonidae, Okay. the raccoon family. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cheetahs are the only big cat in the world that can chirp. And the two, the name of the two quaddies I work with are nacho and salsa. Ugh, okay. I thought it was something food related, but for some reason, like, cabbage was in my head, and I was like, I don't think that's right. Oh, my goodness. Now, why do cheetahs have the light-colored mantle of fur on their back and neck? Part of it is to blend in with grass. Mm-hmm. The second part is to resemble a honey badger. Oh, snap. Yeah. So if a predator sees one, because they have monochromatic vision for the most part, right. gray, gray scale, um, it resembles a honey badger. So they're like, I don't want to mess with yeah. that. Okay, that is amazing. Yep. And what is a group of Kawadi called? It is called a band of Kawadis. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and five adaptations for cheetahs to give, help them make them the fastest land mammal on Earth. There's possible of nine that are listed. Oh, okay. Um, there's rough paw pads, semi-retractable claws, a flexible and muscular spine, long slender legs, aerodynamic body, they have a rudder-like tail, they have their tear marks, large sinuses, and large lungs and heart. So I was right on two of yes. because I was like, oh, they have like more lung capacity and yeah. shit too. Anyway, that's, the spine is part of what I was thinking of with mm-hmm. them being long, because I'm yeah. like, I feel like they're flexible. <laughs> anyway, so apparently I know more about yeah. cheetahs than... I don't know, actually. That was kind of a mixed bag of what I did well on. Anyway, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Cheetah and Kawadi information. I want it to be a conspiracy of Kawadi. Yeah, that'd be funny. I'm going to have to see. There's probably a conspiracy of something. You feel like it'd be like ravens yeah. or something, because it's an unkindness, mm-hmm. I think, and then obviously murder. Anyway, all right. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of episode 104. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we are your host, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode, which is our listener's choice of the Animal Addicts Podcast.